to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your hosts, Brian Burton and Nate Minnick. Hey, welcome to the Waste No Day podcast. I'm your host, Nate. And I'm Brian. It's so good to have you with us today. Uh, we are going to be breaking down a great subject for you, and that is pain. Pain is your ally. And as we do with every topic, we start with a quote, Brian. Allow other people to speak first. The important factor is not who talks, it's who listens. The important factor is not who talks, it's who listens. That's by Lana Everson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So listening is definitely a key to understanding pain. Now, you might think that pain is one of those weird topics, like what does it even have to do with home services? But it's the listening piece, the understanding the pain of the customer, which is really what we're trying to get across in today's podcast. That's right. And if you don't listen to what they're saying, you will never hear what that pain is. And really, what are we doing out there in the client's homes? other than figuring out what ails them and offering a solution. Yeah, so in part two of this podcast, we're actually going to have an interview with Caleb Harnish, who is a comfort advisor, HVAC system equipment salesperson, and he will be giving us some practical advice for understanding pain in the home. But before we do that, we wanted to kind of break down the subject for you. Uh, One of the things that I find most helpful in understanding pain is the difference between uh, what people use as their buying strategy. Um, so a lot of times, you know, the, the flashy purchases, the exciting ones, those are a lot of times made out of pleasure decisions, right? So I want to go on a vacation and I feel like I need a vacation right now and I'm walking down the street and I see an advertisement for a cruise, uh, you know, $500 per person, seven days in the Caribbean. I'm like, that sounds awesome. I'm buying that. And then you also have, so that would be, sorry, that's what we would call pleasure Uh, in the now, uh, pleasure in the present. Then you would also have pleasure in the future, right? And that would be um, kind of thinking about how if you uh, put some money aside, now you can purchase that car that you really wanted uh, since you were 16, you can buy that sports car finally. So that is half of people's buying decision, which is pleasure. The other half, Brian? Pain. And even even the pleasure purchases are usually some kind of avoidance of pain. Um, you might step up your cruise cabin this year versus last year simply because you want to avoid having as little room in your cabin as you did last year or you want more space. Um, you want better service because the waiters on your in your uh, suite last vacation just – weren't on top of their game. And if you know, you know, if you stay at the Marriott this time, you're going to get much better service. That's a good point. And that's why pain is, and always will be the more powerful of the motivations. When you are looking to purchase something, do you find that you purchase things more easily or more um, quickly out of pain or out of pleasure? 100%. 
pain. Yeah, um, absolutely. And that <laughs> that is the answer. The answer is pain. And so, as there is the same concept with pleasure, meaning pleasure in the present or pleasure in the future, there's also the same concept in pain. So people make purchasing decisions based out of pain now. Like, oh my goodness, if I could pay $10 to stop listening to this podcast, right? (laughs) (laughs) And then you also have avoiding pain in the future. And that would be, um, you know, I I went with the the long-lasting battery for my car because I didn't want to have a battery fail, you know, three years from now or four years from now. I wanted it to fail hopefully five or six years from now. So there's different types of pain and there's different types of pleasure. Both people are involved, sorry, both, uh, both concepts are involved in people's buying decision. The concept that we want to focus on today is the pain side of that equation, and that's where we really find that most people in the home services industry are making a lot of their purchasing decisions from. Pain in the present is the most powerful motivation. How can I get my air conditioner back working? How can I uh, make the toilet flush? How can I uh, not have sparks fly when I plug in the, uh, you know, the cord, right? Pain, avoiding pain in the present. But there's also extremely powerful motivation for the home services industry in avoiding pain in the future as well. Right. You're, um, I guess you're, you're engaging kind of the, the limbic system of the brain when you talk about uh, pain right now. So if my sock is on fire, the only thing I can think about is getting my, my foot into water or getting that sock off, um, you're reacting extremely emotionally. And you want to, for future pain, you want to get the prefrontal, prefrontal cortex involved, and, and that's where the rational thought and planning uh, logic occurs. <clears throat> and if you can find a way to do both, then you, you have nothing but easy lay-down sales. Um, but I want to talk about we're, we're going to have Caleb in here, and he's going to talk from the perspective of, of a CA, a comfort advisor, um, which is an HVAC equipment salesperson. And his his finding of pain is quite a bit different than, say, an HVAC service technician um, or a plumber or an electrician. A lot of the time, an HVAC service technician, especially here in, in uh, the end of December when we're recording this, they're going to go to a house where, where they have no heat. And it's, you know, maybe here in Pennsylvania, it's 15 degrees outside with 20-mile-an-hour wind. And that's an, that's an instant pain that you're going to find a pretty fast cure for. Uh, a plumber may go to a leaking water heater where water's just, you know, dumping five gallons a minute into the basement. And it just so happens that the floor drain's clogged. That's instant pain, and they're looking for an instant pain reliever. And obviously, an electrician can go to a to a uh, down service line that the entire house has no power. So now you have you, you may very well have no plumbing, HVAC, or electrical in that house until that thing is fixed. But also, much like the uh, person we'll interview here shortly, um, any one of those three technicians can see a maintenance call. So you can go and do a call where there's nothing wrong so far that the homeowner's aware of. And your job is to find, if it exists, to find uh, a case or two of future pain, something that could occur along the road, or um, just find it something that will increase pleasure, something that could really benefit from, that they'll just really enjoy in the system. 
Yeah, so it's not really the pain that we're saying is your ally. It's it's the actual fix that is your ally, but pain is the the vehicle that gets you to the right fix. And understanding the pain, understanding everything that's involved in why the customer in front of you is feeling a particular way and may not they may not even be able to put words to it. They may just know that as something is there and they can't identify it, but understanding everything that goes into it to bring forth the the solution for the client um, that is going to make the most sense and fix as many pieces of pain as possible is really what we're talking about. Yep. And how many times is that pain just, we get out there and they say, this was amazing. No big deal with the plumbing system, maybe a leaking faucet or something, but they called in at 730 at night and actually spoke to a live person here in our building and had a technician out, you know, at 815 the next morning and everything was actually taken care of in one trip and everything worked out fine. And they, their pain just happened to be the last three times they used a plumber. It was a total disaster. Yeah. And Brian, I mean, you can speak to your years in the plumbing field. What were kind of some of your ideas, um, questions or strategy to really digging out and revealing the pain for the customer? Because I mean, picture yourself as like an archeologist, right? You know that there's a skeleton or you know that there's something buried deep down uh, you know, beneath the sands. Let's say it. Let's say uh, what's the dinosaur people called again? <laughs> uh, well, paleontologists. Paleontologists. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Let's yeah, look for right. a T. Rex. Uh, all right. So you're digging. You're digging for that incredible fossil that you're looking for, and you know that if you just take a jackhammer to it, you know you're going to destroy things, right? If you just go straight at the customer and you say, "What is your pain?" You know, tell me, tell me everything that's wrong in your life. Like that's a jackhammer approach. That is just going to break things, and you're not going to reveal the fossil intact like you would hope to. So, Brian, I mean, what what are some things that you can do to really start brushing away the dirt to really start scraping away, you know, the shale and everything else around it to really preserve and yet understand the pain that is buried? Well, believe it or not, I actually had a couple jackhammer approaches that I would use um, and that were quite effective. Um, probably more so because they were fun for me and fun for, you know, most clients. And there and there were cer- certain people that I would never do this with because they were just not, um, that, that's not their personality type. But I, a lot of times I would hand my pen to the wife if I had a husband and wife that I was dealing with and say, let me ask you a question before I leave since since you paid, you know, the service call fee to get me out here anyway and I'm, I'm heading out and um, maybe all we did was the service call fee and, you know, realized that there was nothing to be done. I would just hand her the pen and say, if, if you could just wave this magic wand here and your plumbing system would be perfect in every way what would change? And before she told me what the answer was, they'd usually like look at each other and talk for a second. But before she told me what the answer was, I would usually joke and say, "Uh, uh-uh, you got to, you got to wave the wand or it's not going to happen. <laughs> and just have them have her wave the wand. And I would say 80% of the time they actually said something. She, she or he would actually say something um, that was an actual issue for him. Despite the fact that if I just said, is there anything I can take a look at for you? They, they would usually say, nope, we're good. But if I, you know, we did a good warm up and bonding and rapport and we got pretty comfortable with each other and I, I hit them with the magic wand, a lot of times something would come out. And what I found came out 
especially in Las Vegas, but here in Pennsylvania as well, more times than anything was um, a wife saying, when I turn the kitchen sink on in the morning, I won't smell chlorine anymore. And I always love that one because water treatment was my favorite. Uh, another one I would do was, was just say, um, you know, if they had a coffee cup or something, I would just say, here, let's pretend that coffee cup is a genie's lamp. And you give that thing a rub. And Robin Williams pops out in his blue costume. And uh, you get one wish, but it has to be geared toward your plumbing system. What would you wish for? I'd wish for a different genie. <laughs> really? I'm, you, come on, you're limiting me on plumbing? Like, you, get out of here. You would take the Will Smith genie? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's such a good point, Brian. And you have such a way of bringing humor into the situation. I think humor is actually, I mean, it can be a jackhammer approach, but really it, it is a refined approach um, because you're not looking to just <clears throat> burst into somebody's world in a way that's going to disrupt um, like disrupt the conversation in a negative fashion. You're looking to burst into the world and disrupt it in a way that, oh, okay, well, you know, now that you bring that up, like I hadn't actually thought about this before, or we've kind of been living like this, or we've been living with this for so long. And, and that's the thing. I mean, so many customers in, in the home services industry live with things. They just put up with it. But I mean, it, to take it to the shoe analogy, if you're, you know, if you're a size 10 and you're wearing size nine and a halves, you, I mean, you just kind of get used to it, right? And you're like, ah, something here is bothering you and years go by and and your feet just continue to ache. And then somebody comes along and says, hey, did, did you know that they actually make size 10? Did you know that? That's what we're talking about with understanding pain and understanding how you can translate that for the customer into a solution that works for them. Yeah, I, uh, I, I wear orthotics now, inserts in my dress shoes here. And I don't know when I, when I get them. I got them this year. But my foot, my right foot, heel has hurt for I don't know five years or so I don't know maybe even more and I believe just from <clears throat> you know 13 14 years whatever it was jumping off the back of plumbing trucks <laughs> usually landing more on the right foot than the left it's just it's injured and then I was I saw a, a, a chiropractor for the first time this year and told him about my heel pain and he got me these orthotics and now I don't have heel pain anymore I've been wearing the same you know size 11 shoes this entire time with heel pain having no idea that there was something that could be done to just take it away and our clients all you know all three services by and large they don't know what products we have that can take that pain away so our jobs as professionals is to get in there and ask the right questions and do the right things and and get to the bottom of of their pain and the best way to do that is with pointed, directed questions. With Have a game plan going in, <clears throat> and as you're dealing with that client, things I would ask are, how do you like the water? What do you mean, how do I like the water? How does it feel? How does it make your skin feel? How does it lather the soap? How's the pressure in your shower? How long does it take hot water to get to your master bathroom sink when you're trying to brush your teeth in the morning? Um, do you have enough hot water for all the showers? Does somebody in the family usually end up running out of hot water halfway through? And you ask all these questions, and, I mean, more times than not, certainly, if not the vast majority of times, 
one answer is going to be, oh, whoa, yeah, we do deal with that. Do you have something that could make that easier on us? And in that case, you're no longer even selling. And that is where we want to get to, where we're not actually selling somebody something. Um, But remember, we don't have 40, 50 shelves in our truck where a client can just walk through our showroom on wheels and see all the products and services we offer. We have to tell them about them. And the best way to do that is to find a pain point, find something that aches, and then show them the product or service that can relieve that pain. Right. And, and so how much of that is born out of ignorance? I mean, Brian, up until this year, like you'd obviously been living with some pain in your foot. If you had known about that product years ago, I mean, how, how much would you pay to rewind the clock, right? Oh, yeah. A lot. More than the $400 I paid for the inserts for crying out loud. And so that's the thing about the home services industry. I mean, like I said, so many people are just living with things. You know, they have three outlets in the house that don't work. And so they just don't use them. And they have, they have, uh, you know, the, the fifth person, whoever unlucky they are, gets the cold shower and they just kind of put up with it because uh, they're either lazy or most times probably ignorant that there's anything better out there. And so part of the job in the home services industry is helping a client understand that, well, first of all, there is pain there, that this this does exist, that there is a problem, a challenge in the world, but then more importantly, that there's also a solution. Yeah, so Dave Landis is a is an HVAC technician here at our Lancaster, Pennsylvania, one hour. He is consistently number one or two in um, one hour in the nation service truck, and he came over here from another local company where he was in HVAC for, I don't know, a decade or so before he got here. But he never had indoor air quality products installed in his house, so he got the MicroPower Guard and the OxyQuantum LED. And he came in, I don't know, weeks or months after he got him installed in his own house, and he said that his kids would almost take turns getting sick and they were missing church like once a month or once every six weeks, and maybe we'll have him in here soon, and he can tell that story himself. But as a result of getting that, his kids got sick less so noticeably that he and his wife had a conversation about it. Like, it's just not happening anymore, and they're not missing church. And and that resonated with him to the point where he started telling his clients about it, and within months he was the top-selling uh, one-hour service tech in the country, and he's he's top three every year since. By finding pain in his own family, relieving it with a product that had been available for him to sell the entire time he'd been here, but he had not sold it, put it in his home, relieved that pain, and now goes out and tells people about that and sells it like he can't keep the stuff on his truck. It's just insane. Now he doesn't tell people it's a you know a cure for, for cancer or anything but he tells them his story and says it may very well do the same for you. Right, and, and that's that's a key part to this too. I mean, to really understand pain, I mean, who better to go to than your own stories? I mean, think about the last time when you were dealing with something, <clears throat> whether it was a, a frustrating situation with a customer service person over the phone or uh, a bill that you thought was incorrect or <clears throat> you know a product that you bought that broke, whatever it is, like you're in pain, and in most cases, in those scenarios, you're in, in in present pain, immediate pain. And just when you get somebody who makes it all right for you, when you get that uh, 
that manager on the phone who says, hey, listen, I understand. We'll take care of this for you. When you take your broken product back to the store and they say, hey, no harm, no foul. Here, go get a new one or tell you what, here's an upgrade for the same price. Like that just makes makes you and in our case, the customer so much more appreciative, so much more loyal to you as their solution provider that you have found a way to take away their pain. I mean, that is when pain becomes your ally. That's right, Nate. And pain really, really can be an ally for you if you're trying to um, not only um, sell some products off your truck or raise your ticket average or what have you. Pain is your ally in almost everything because most of the improvements we see are a direct result of pain. I mean, somebody finds a problem like heel pain and invents a little piece of plastic that goes in your shoe that changes the shape of your foot to some extent. And that's saying, you know, millions upon millions of people who have dealt with heel pain their whole lives no longer have that. I mean, I I could never stand in one place for very long because it would just throb. And by changing the direction of my foot a little bit, suddenly I can stand all day again. And our clients are seeing the same thing in that they, they <clears throat> maybe it wasn't overly painful that these people would turn their kitchen faucet on in the morning and smell a blast of chlorine. But man, when you're talking about the water that you're going to brush your kid's teeth with pretty soon this morning, smelling like bleach, that's going to give most moms and dads indigestion to say the least. I mean, that's, that's going to be nerve wracking. So we offer products and services that take that out right before it gets into the home. I mean, you want that in your piping, you want that in your um, piping leading up to the house from the municipality. You want it killing all that bacteria. Once it gets to the house, it doesn't need to be there anymore. So you yank it out and she doesn't have the pain of smelling it anymore. Yeah, that's so good, Brian. And I mean, for some of you who are kind of like, oh, okay, you know, you're talking about selling stuff. Well, I mean, it goes beyond that, really, right? I mean, fixing somebody's pain could literally be as simple as just hearing them out, right? I, I understand you have a frustration. Yep, I'd be frustrated too. Cool, let me see what I can do to take care of that for you. It, it doesn't even always end in a sale or an exchange of money. It can often and Hopefully end it does. Hopefully it does. Absolutely. (laughs) But it can often end in just a simple like appreciation and Brian took care of me. And you know what? The next time that they think of Brian, they think of you as a pain fixer as opposed to a pain causer. And unfortunately, in our industry, I think a lot of people, a lot of homeowners view our tradesmen as uh, part of the problem and not necessarily part of the solution. Push that out a little bit, Nate. What do you mean? How many times do people get annoyed at their service journey, right? <sighs> Something's going wrong. Okay, yes, uh, the, the, the faucet is leaking. That is painful. It's annoying. Nobody wants to deal with it. But so many times people are like, uh, not only do I not want to deal with a faucet, but I don't want to deal with the actual fix to get it done. I don't want to have to find a company that I'm going to have to call and then I'm going to have to talk to somebody who's going to transfer me and then I'm going to have to re-explain my story to them. And then I'm going to have to wait around all day, you know, some, some Wednesday and take off work and lose that money from when I could be working just to have somebody come out who's probably not going to have the part on his truck and he's not going to be able to fix the problem for me anyways. And then I'm going to realize that, you know what, I should have just gone to the hardware store and done this thing myself. And then it just keeps going on from there. I mean, it cascades and cascades. And unfortunately, 
so many, so much of our industry is filled with that type of experience where people find it more painful to deal with us than they do to live with the pain that they are living with. Okay. Yeah. You can see that on, by looking at the reviews of your, you know, your local competitor, especially the, the smaller companies, they're, they're just, there, there tends to be a, a laziness. A lot of, uh, they came out, diagnosed the problem, said they get back to me with the part and then never heard from them again, that kind of stuff. Right. And so understanding the power of pain as your ally starts with you realizing that you need to be a notch above, three notches above everybody else. And then your presence in the home starts to become a positive thing, starts to become a pain fixing thing, as opposed to another pain in their side, right? That's really what we're trying to avoid. And when that happens, then you have the the open conversation, the open ability to talk about other pains in the home. When you start fixing one thing, people start opening up about other things that need fixed. Absolutely. And and you do uh, you do have to start by fixing the one thing or at least assuring them that that thing is going to be fixed or addressed at some point uh, during the call. Um, and mind you, sometimes the pain that needs to be fixed is, you know, as, as great as our call takers are um, and across the brands, it could, it be, it could be an issue from the office. I mean, you could walk in and there's nothing to fix with the system. It might be, just be a maintenance, but they already have pain because of a, a uh, screw up by the office or even a conversation they didn't enjoy with somebody from the office. And you do have to address and fix that pain before you can move forward. But once you do, as you guys, you technicians all know, you're the hero automatically. I mean, the second you fix whatever that was, they're looking at you like you have a cape on. And now you have the authority to move forward and address other pains and sometimes that they don't even realize they have. It should be noted that neither I nor most of our guys here who do the same kind of thing I do with the upselling had a bunch of reviews saying that, He just showed up to upsell us, despite the fact that that's what I did at every call. And when I say every call, I mean, I could go to a toilet stoppage at 11 o'clock at night while I was on call and I tested their water. I did all the things that I would do at 11 o'clock in the morning. And if they needed something, I talked about it. And I didn't sell every call I went to, but that that is what I did on every call. And um, didn't, didn't have a bunch of reviews saying I was a used car salesman. I just... I, I made it um, about them and about improving their life, their quality of life, improving their plumbing system, um, getting out the other two companies to improve their electrical and HVAC system, um, maybe getting out a comfort advisor like Caleb to improve that or uh, replace that. But I always made it about them, never about me. I was never openly disappointed when it didn't work out. I just assumed that, you know, now's not the time or maybe they're they're not a fit for us or maybe we're not a fit for them um but i i just enjoyed every service call as much as i could and made it about the client yeah and that's the important part there brian I'm, the client's pain doesn't sleep it doesn't have a schedule it doesn't have an end day end of day you know i mean you're you're getting off your work at five o'clock or you're hitting one call before you go home their pain is existing it's it's there just because you want to go home or you want to 
uh, you know, you think it's late or whatever it is, that doesn't change the fact that something's going wrong in their world. Or it's your fifth call for the day and the fourth one was under a mobile home with water <laughs> and you're, uh, you're, you're tired and you're just worn out and you get to that last call and just go through the motions and, you know, you try to put on a pleasant face, but you're not really feeling it and you don't go really that hard and um, you, you mistreat them to some extent. You don't give them your full and that can be a cause of pain as opposed as opposed to relieving pain. How about you, Nate? Do you have any uh, stories of a time a um, service tech or even a, I don't know, a waitress has has found pain of yours and solved pain that you didn't even know there was a uh, remedy for? Yeah, so I mean, I can talk about it from an angle of uh, what I do here in my role. I mean, uh, I'll give you a, a specific illustration where <clears throat> with our the marketing company that we were working with, uh, there was a a back and forth dialogue conversation about what our budget was going to be for the month and things uh, like something in their system broke or, or didn't work right. And we were kind of going and, and we overspent. We spent more money than we were planning to. And we were kind of going back and forth about why this happened and you know, who's accountable for it. And yeah, I, I didn't wrap up the conversation feeling really good about it. And obviously uh, my marketing rep didn't either because the next week, he calls me up and he says, hey, you know what? We, we dug deeper into this thing. This is on us. We value you as a client. And they basically refunded the overspend. Mm. And that's something that is, well, at least in my line of work, um, pretty unheard of. A lot of times uh, there's, there's blame shifting or there is um, just uh, lack of accountability. <clears throat> oh, that's and, not in your line of work. <laughs> that's, that's true. How, that's how true. often do we do that, something like that for a client here? They but, come, they come fists in the air, ready to fight, and we just say, well, "We apologize. This was our mistake." Yeah. And here's, yeah. would you like cash back, or would you like uh, credit toward future work, or you know, how can we make this right? With you know, no, no fighting whatsoever, especially when it's our fault, and they can't believe what's happening because this has never happened to them before in the in the home services industry or any industry for that matter. Absolutely, and, and that that uh, you know, wow. $1,500, $2,000 decision makes me a fan, right? I mean, shoot, if you could if you could go out and write checks to people in the street for $1,000, $2,000, and they would, in exchange for that check, they would become your loyal customer for the next two decades. I mean, who's not spending that money, right? Yep, you're spending it anyway on advertising. That's true. Uh, and yet to, to basically have that customer come back and who was initially upset, who was initially angry, whether it was at the service that you provided, a service that somebody else provided, the service that a whole other company provided, and fix that to take them from pain to no pain is, is such a powerful swing because now they are looking at you, like you said, Brian, you have the cape on, you made the fix, and they are ready to do business. They are ready to talk to you about how great you are, and, and when you bring up other questions about, hey, if you had the magic wand, was it, would there be other stuff you could fix? You better believe they're ready to answer that question a lot more readily than if you know, you're in an adversarial relationship where you're part of the pain. Absolutely, and, and it can't be stressed enough, and it's probably a good thing to go out on that when you enter their home as a service tech or a comfort advisor or even as, as a um, uh, customer service rep on the phone, 
when you enter their world in any way, shape, or form, you're no longer there to get your needs met. Um, I'm assuming, like myself, when I was in a truck, my needs got met every other Friday, um, you know, payday. You're there to meet their needs. And if you can take that viewpoint and say that once they open this front door, I'm here to take care of their needs. Um, It goes back to the Zig Ziglar quote, you can have everything you want in life if you just help enough people get what they want. If we can figure out what it is that they want, what it is that they need, and help them see a clear path to getting there, you, you can take money out of the equation. It doesn't matter. If they have the means, they're going to make it happen. Just don't get yourself in the way. So good, Brian. Um, that wraps it up for us and this topic today. Um, we continue to encourage you to listen to part two, which will be the interview with Caleb Harnish, and he'll give us some practical advice on how play, uh, excuse me, how pain plays out in his world. As far as this podcast, if you like what you hear and you want to hear more of it, we are hiring. If you're feeling the pain in your current job, uh, come on over and check us out. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on wastenoday.com. Give us a call, and we will talk to you about how we can fix that pain for you and how you can use that to make, uh, make something more in your days. And that's really what we want this podcast to be. We want it to be an encouragement. We want it to be a, a challenge for you to make sure that you're waking up every single day, you're making the most of it, that there are people around you who are doing that same thing, that you can fix some of the pains in your own life by getting on a different path. And so we encourage you in that. We encourage you, if you're wishing for more, remember that there is a way and there is a possibility for you to wake up every single day and waste no day. podcast is a production of the South Central Pennsylvania branch of One Hour Heating and Air Conditioning, Benjamin Franklin Plumbing, and Mr. Sparky Electric.